Hello, my warriors. This is the Barefoot Warrior. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Breakfast with Warriors. I am the Barefoot Warrior, and I now help people of the LGBTQIA community heal from domestic violence through my Unfuck Yourself program. If you would like to know more about that, please email me at barefootcoach@yahoo.com. So, let's get to it. One small note that this podcast, Breakfast with Warriors, talks about domestic violence and all the traumatic things around that. If you find that it is too triggering and it's too much for you, please withdraw, take a break and breathe, nurture yourself and look after yourself, practice your self-care, which as always is the cornerstone of your healing. In this week's episode, I would like to uh, introduce you to Ash Wood of DV Phones, a charity that gives and supplies victims of domestic violence a free phone uh, to help them with their new life and escaping from the controlling, coercive control of domestic violence. So tell me a bit about um, what got you started. Yeah, sure. Um, so I run another company uh, and I used to travel a lot for that business uh, down to Melbourne, um, Singapore, Canberra, everywhere. Uh, I live in Queensland. And when COVID hit, all the travel stopped. Um, the work didn't, but the travel did. So I had all this extra time on my hands that I wasn't sitting in airports and waiting for planes. So I decided to clean up the house and fill the car with goods to donate to charity. And got a bit lazy though, I filled the car up and then decided not to take it that afternoon. I thought, I just can't be bothered, I'll do it tomorrow. (laughs) And then that night here in Queensland, we had COVID lockdown, that was back in late March, 2020. So um, yeah, so I suddenly had a car loaded, ready to go and nowhere to take it. So it was complete selfishness of my own behalf. I thought, well, someone's got to want this stuff and I don't really want to put it back in the house. So mm. I rang an ex-police senior sergeant who I'd met at Chambers of Commerce locally and um, knew she dealt with domestic yeah, violence but didn't know in what way. And I rang this lady and said, Janine, I've got a car load ready to go. Where do I take it? Everything's been shut down. Have you got you know, a survivor's house? Do you have a safe house? Like, what have you got out there? And um, she said, Ashton, what I need right now are mobile phones. And I'm like mobile phones, but I've got a carload of stuff. And she's like, that's great. We need that too. But right now we need mobiles. I said, why on earth would you need a mobile phone? She goes, well, we can have the best safety and escape plan in place uh, with victims, but quite often their phones monitored, tracked or, or stolen from them. So they they can't call and enact a plan. So we need phones. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was pretty shocked. And I said, well, I've got a couple in my drawer you can have. Like, I'll just... I just want the latest camera all the time. So I'm just using the latest one. The old one just goes in the drawer. You know, my kids mm. are growing up and out of home now. They don't want my phones. They're, you know, my two-year-old phone's too old for them. <laughs> they want the yep. latest one too. So um, it just sits in the drawer. And mm. she said, Ashton, those phones in your drawer could save a life yep. if we could get them in the right hands. And I'm like, wow, okay, well, how many do you need? And she goes, what do you mean? I said, well, I can get your phones. I'll, you know, I know me and all my friends, we've all got phones in our drawers. So... How many do you want? Thinking, you know, 50, 80. Um, and she said, uh, you'll never get me enough. I'm like, wow. what do you mean you'll never get me enough? She said, there's 2 million victims, Ash. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. I'm like, wow, that's, that's a huge number, Janine. Um, so I said, just out of interest, what countries are you going to send these to? And she says, countries? I said, yeah, 2 million victims. That's a lot of people. Like, what countries? 
And she said, uh, what rock have you been living under, Ash? This is just here in Australia. And COVID's just made it a whole lot worse. So at that point, I thought, oh my God, like I, I felt kind of embarrassed. I had no idea um, mm -hmm. that there was even that sort of issue in Australia and kind of embarrassed that I knew I had phones in my drawer for a couple of years that could have been better serving, you know, people who actually needed them because I've never considered yeah. them to be like a lifeline. Um, mm. So, um, yeah, so that's why I set this thing up. I just reached out to my friends and said, come on, we've all got phones. Let's get them out of our drawers and get them up to me. And so that's where it all started. That's pretty cool. It's a bit of a rude awakening, isn't it? <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter yeah. where you're looking at it from, whether you're a survivor or a victim, whether you're looking from the outside, uh, whether you're a, a police sergeant, whether you're a family member looking on and a loved one's going through it. It's horrific no matter how how you look through it. And then if yeah. you go into the court system, it just makes most of us angry. Yes. <laughs> to be honest, mm. you know, mm. like justice really isn't served and, you know, it's, it's, mm. yeah, I've, I've had to, you, you got to let go of that though. Like mm. I had my, I got my AVO in place. Um, you yeah. talk about phones though. I went through about three shitty ones in about three weeks, got locked out of my email that I use all the time. Mm. which and I still three and a half years down the track Microsoft won't give me access to it so I just mm. had to start all over again and yeah. you're talking yeah. to you know services you're talking to um family members uh when I got into my crisis housing I had no phone um mm. and I had to use the the caravan park where I stayed I said can I make a phone call to my father to tell mm. him that I'm all right because mm. he was worried about me and mm. that was it until yeah. I got, you know, I got another one. But, um, mm. yeah, I would agree mm. with the sergeant. It's a it's a vital part of, you know, getting yourself free, you know. Mm. it's mm. None of it's easy, though, you know. So yeah. so how, how do you network? I mean, obviously you've got another business, but mm. how do you network to get them to the – are you connected with a particular organisation to help the phones get out? Yeah, so what we do is we'll accept them from anyone, any business, any person. Um, we've now got 250 drop-off locations around the country. So people can drop yep. phones to one of these locations on our website and they yep. will package the phone up and post it to us. Um, yep. So it'll find its way back up to us. And then, and then you're right. Um, yeah, I'm not trained in domestic violence, so when I set this up, I'm like, well, how am I going to get phones back out? Because um, yeah, I'm not trained and there's a lot of other services and th mm. that are. So the senior sergeant connected me with a number of agencies out there that help, um, and we've now expanded that to 115 agencies across Australia that we supply oh, to. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's literally any police station or agency so, you know, police officer can reach out to us and ask for phones and we will send them. Any yep. agency that's registered, you know, registered DV agency, safe houses, yep. any of those. So they just got to come to us. And I love it because um, I come from corporate where, you know, things get bogged down with process. So yep. I've made sure this is complete opposite. So we know yep. the IME numbers and serial numbers of every phone we send and where we send them to. So we've got our processes in our side. But for the agencies, I've made it as easy as possible. So I yep. love it. I had a call a few weeks ago from an agency, a lady rang up and said, I, I hear you give phones for free to agencies. I said, yeah, we do. She said, so what exactly do you need? I said, just your address. She's like, is that it? And I said, that's it. She has forms yeah. or anything like that. And I said, well, there's a form on our website you can fill in, which is just literally got, tell me your address um, and yeah. how the phones are gonna serve, make sure they're for victims. Um, and then she hung up and didn't give me her address. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Um, <laughs> and then about 10 minutes later, I get a call from another lady from the same organisation going, I've just been told you give phones to us for free. And I said, yes. She goes, so what exactly do you need? Said, your address. <laughs> That's it. She's like, yeah. is it really that easy? I said, it is totally that easy. Like the phones are free. We include a brand new charger cable with it. Um, yeah. A $5 prepaid SIM and a $15 top-up credit as well where we can. Yep. So, and we pay for the postage as well. So it's, it's. Yeah. It's, I've learned how much those agencies are trying to deal with when it's, the phone yeah. is a critical part to communication, but like yeah. you said, they still got to find accommodation, mm. clothing, food, furniture. And, 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 and a lot of the time you're actually dealing with shock mm. and trauma. Mm. Um, mm. You know, I was choked with my T-shirt three days before I escaped. 
Mm. So, you know, the knock-on effect of dealing with that, all that emotional stuff and the fact that you're homeless mm. is, and it was, and because I'm a lesbian <laughs> and yeah. I didn't have kids, I had four kids before I came out, but um, I was on my own. So around Christmas, it's uh, women with children get precedence over anybody else at the refuges. So there was no right. room for me there either. So it was like, right. and me being me, um, you know, the Department of Housing said, you know, you you can pay for your accommodation three weeks down. I had 350 bucks in my mm. wallet mm. and that was it for the next 10 days. And I said, well, what am I supposed to live on? And they went, mm. don't care. And I just went, I'll do mm. it on my own. And I yeah. did, you know, yeah. like that's, um, but like you say, the, the, the phone is, you know, it's able to contact loved ones. It's able to it, linking with a social worker or a caseworker, um, you know, and all of that stuff. It's accessing um, your banking online. That's all that stuff as well. Like it's in, oh, it's, 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 oh, well, at the time I, because my bank card was in my phone case, I had yeah. to go to the ANZ and just, you know, um, I mean, I had a black eye, but it wasn't actually from physical assault. A cat had scratched me. So I had a black eye and mm. I would forget about it because it wasn't attached to anything. And I went mm. in and I said, look, I'm a victim of domestic violence, forgetting I had this huge black eye. Yeah. Um, and I said, he's taken my my card and I need to cancel it. So they actually bought the card to that branch and I went back when they were re yeah. it was ready. So, uh -huh. yeah, and a lot of them, yeah. a lot of the tellers said, oh, I've been where you are, you'll get through mm. it. You know, so many yep. people mm. would pop up and say, you know, yeah. I know what you're going through is hard, but mm. you'll get there. You yeah. know, the sun will shine again. doesn't mm. feel like it because it's a very, very, very dark space. But mm. when you've got organisations like your own that mm. actually make one step of it easy, yeah. that, that makes it, you actually remember it and they will remember you for a long time because you've made it easy, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and the beautiful thing is we get phones regularly arrive in the post without sender addresses. We don't even, like, I had six iPhone 6s arrived the other day with no sender address. Yeah. I don't even know who to thank. Um, yeah. People out there are very generous. Yeah. yeah. Good people are very generous knowing that the phones are going to help people. And, yeah. And, yeah, we send the phones out with no DV safe phone labelling on them because, obviously, if they, if they got found, it would be all hell would break loose. Yeah, so, that's right. Um, so the victims may not even know they've come through us. They just know they came through the agency that gave it to them. But the yeah. feedback we're getting is the the victims get these phones and go, oh my god, like this is this is better than my own phone because we're getting we got um, five hundred and sixty six phones arrived last week from Commonwealth Bank, and they yeah. were immaculate iPhones sixes and sevens. Um, so we'll just test them, make sure they're spotless, like remove you know fingerprints and wipe everything clean. Put a brand new charger cable with it and a SIM card and send that out in a box of 10 to an, yeah. to an agency. Um, and so the, the yeah, the survivors are getting these phones and saying to these agencies, my God, like, when do they need this? Well, when do you need this back? Yeah. And like, yeah. you don't. It's yours to keep, you know, get yourself out of trouble. Um, yeah. And then put a hammer through your old phone because it's probably being tracked, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, just, just destroy that old phone that, that you're carrying around because it's possibly being monitored. We DV safe phone, we don't want it back because um, quite often you know they're severely damaged anyway. Um, yeah. And yeah, take ours because I mean I looked at this when I first started. Thought I know that you know there's 25 million people in the country. Most people over the age of eight have got a phone nowadays anyway of some sort. Um, I know in corporations they change them over three every two three four years. So there's yeah. got to be at least five million phones right now that are yeah. sitting in drawers and boxes that are would be perfect. Um, yeah, and, and I suppose because of your your corporate connections too, you yeah. know, you've you. I know people, I know organisations that could actually do that, and a lot yeah. of people don't know how to help because mm. it's it's a very specific and traumatic industry, mm. and it's yeah. like that is one way I can help. You know, it's yeah, one no, way I, I can help. And I've realised there is. You said before about um, the way that the Christmas women and children get helped you might not because of your circumstances mm. and i've realized there's a lot of um anger from all sides so when i launched this i had bunches of men come to me going oh, how dare you what about the men out there i'm like what about the men like we give this to any agency whether they deal with men women children 
elderly, yeah. young, gay, lesbian. I don't mind. Like it does, doesn't. Yeah. We don't even ask. It's whoever yeah. they want to yeah. call. Um, I, 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 what you what you'll find if um, in conversations um, is that if you say anything about the LGBT community or men, uh, you get shut down because it's. Yeah. You know, yep. the, the the narrative is it's all about women, and it's that's mm. that's not the conversation I want to have. Mm. Um, mm. I want to I want everybody to be at the table because when mm. I I was I ended up uh, living in a backpackers for about six seven weeks um, and cleaning for my rent, mm-hmm. um, and I met three men there. Uh, mm. Two of them had been homeless because their mm-hmm. partner had abused them. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'd get on the grog and another one had uh, he was a bartender and she was just off her chops psycho and she'd mm-hmm. spun what had happened around on him and he was the one that had to go to anger management he was the one that had to you know had the AVO uh, which is on his case file for the rest of his life but it wasn't mm-hmm. him it was her yeah. Yeah, um, and I'm determined to you know let those people speak because their stories are just as important as everybody else's um you know um you might know it's tricky is to take the sting out of it as hard as that is to say um it's the sting that turns people off so you know as i said i've had men's group come to me quite aggressively um right i've had women's groups come to me quite aggressively saying all men are violent i'm like hang on a second not all men are violent like i'm not i know (laughs) that my friends are not um So I think that the key here is that, yeah, we have a conversation about it. And what I found, DV Safe Phone has helped people talk about, you know, do you have an old mobile phone? Yes. Why? Well, it's for victims mm. of domestic violence. So it starts that conversation in a non-threatening way. And it's not yeah. about sex, gender or preference or anything like that. It's about yep. a phone no, it's not. Whoever, no. that phone, whoever that victim is, wherever they are. Yeah. So we will give to any agency. I said I've had... One, yeah, a guy came to me and said, um, you know, there's not enough safe houses for men. I said, okay, well, all right, cool. Well, let me know when you find some or whatever you've got out there and we'll send them to him. He goes, well, why don't you set one yeah. up? <laughs> I'm kind of busy doing what I'm doing. You set one up and I'll happily provide to you. Yeah, so yeah. I, I know when I was I was in my the backpackers, that's, that's my, actually part of my plan is mm-hmm. to get a refuge for the rainbow community. Yeah. A lot of them, it's just, you know, especially trans women, they – they mm. cop it a lot when they come out. So mm. that's that's mm. part of my plan. I just need the funding and the connections to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's, yeah. and that's the only thing stopping me, to be honest. Um, mm. Like I still am in paid employment. I have yeah. a Facebook group for survivors. And to be honest, it's anybody that wants to join that has suffered from it. You know, yeah. I, I yeah. you know, yeah. grew up in it. So, you know, yeah. it was, yeah. you know, You've grown up in it, it, you know, just come in because I'm not focused on what actually happened to you because that's not my expertise, that you need a specialised therapist for that. Mm. Um, that's what I, I'm talking about, loving yourself so much and healing. That's my mm. main jam. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and if you need that, you're more than welcome. I don't care what gender you are or how you mm. identify. It doesn't worry me. Mm. Um, yeah. It's. I think like you, you said, you know, having – wording it in a way that people feel safe and not threatened and it's really mm. hard for the blokes because they get beaten down so much mm. um that they that it's the space that they can talk about what's happened is very limited because yeah. they get attacked yeah. in yeah. social media so you know that's mm. why they came at you aggressive and you're like <laughs> White flag, <laughs> <Hang> on, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and but yeah, as I said, everyone's as important as anyone else to what we do. Yeah. Um, and it's up yeah. to, yeah, if people know of agencies that support people, get those agencies to come to us. And as long as we've got stock, they'll yeah. get phones. Simple as that. So, yeah, as I said, we've got about 115 agencies on board now, but happy to keep there's thousands of agencies out there. So, I know where there not, is, not yeah, all the agencies. yeah. Um, but as they find out about us, they'll come to us and ask us for phones. and our preference is to send them five or ten at a time. That way yeah. they have what they need for the reason they've come to us, which is normally for at least a few a handful of cases at least. But then they have some on hand for the next emergencies. They don't need to, you know, scramble, ask us to send phones ASAP. Because as I said, I, yeah. I run another business as well. I've got four part-time people helping me with DV Safe Phone now. We've got between oh, 12 and 15 volunteers, including our board volunteer, I volunteer. So 
Um, yeah. We're not set up as a 24 hour operation. So, yeah. So my way I get through that is to send out, you know, phones in boxes of 10 or five so that yep. they can deal with the emergencies. And when they start getting low on stock, just let us know. And as long as we've got stock, we'll send them another five or 10. Yeah. 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 So, but it's interesting because yeah. I hear like, um, yeah, it's 95% women, uh, the victims of domestic violence is, is a stats, you know, the official stats. Yeah, hearing. that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it is definitely happening to more women than men. But then they say that a lot of men don't report it because of, they're embarrassed about it. All people don't believe them. Or they, you know, mm. they go to a police station. Maybe they're you know, a big burly. Well, yeah, up they, they, station, I know a friend of mine knew, knew a bloke who went in and he said, you know, my missus has beaten me up. And they mm. laughed at him. Mm. Like, mm. And it's just like, yeah. what do you do <laughs> with that? You yeah. know, that's embarrassing. But... Yep. you know good good men do get abused you know and mm. it's it's mm. you know i i was my eyes did pop out of my head even though i wasn't surprised i was in some way when you said on that tv show that it had ridden, risen by 75 percent over covid oh, um, and that's just yeah, like, well people used to be able to go to work to get away from it or their partner their violent yeah. partners would go to work and leave them alone but then the government said you can't leave the house so it got used against victims to say, well, you're not all, the government says you can't leave the house. So I saw government starting to do some posts through social saying, just to be really clear, you're all in lockdown, but if it's an emergency and domestic violence is an emergency, you are allowed to leave, to go get help, you know, get yeah. out of there. So, yeah. so the fact they had to go and announce that showed yeah. that there was a real undertone happening um, in Australia yeah. where people were being told you can't leave. Um, oh, that's that, that's what it's like, that, that, and that's where the coercive control and the psychological cycle mm. that you, as you know, in that situation, go through. Mm. And because they, you, you, in the end, it's easier to just do as you're told because it's actually yeah. safer that way, mm. you know. Um, mm. And yeah. but in the end, you know, I I knew that I had to get out, otherwise I wasn't going to live. That's yeah. I I knew that I thought mm. I've got to get out of here. I'm going to yeah. die if I stay. Um, so mm. I took an opportunity and it was the clothes on my back at the time, you know, and that's, it's just, mm. it is, well, you know, and I was talking to someone the other day, another survivor, and she was going, I look back and it's like, yeah, I could have left then, then, then. And I, I do that too. But in the end, it is what it is. Mm. Correct. And yeah. it's all about, yeah. it's actually about moving forward and being grateful for the mm. life I have now. You know, yeah, but yeah, it's and, and yeah, if you look back, there's always you know, everyone looks back at their previous things I've done in life and I could have handled that differently or better or faster <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But should have kept my I mouth mean, shut. You got out, you're, you're safe <laughs> now. You, you, it, yeah, it, that's it, right. Yeah, you learned what you needed to do. You got your plan together, yeah. and and you you, know, you got out when you needed to yeah. or when when you could. And um, yeah. well done. Like that's a real strength to actually get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I was home for about eight weeks and I read mm. in the paper that there was a lesbian couple in Sydney and she'd mm. actually thrown her partner off a balcony. Oh, wow. You know, mm. so, yeah. you know, and I thought that that really could have been you, mm. you know, mm. in a, you know, slip of the hand and an accident yeah. and next minute you're out, you're like, it, it, and how grateful I was to have my family to go home to, you know. Yeah. Um, yes. I was very, very grateful for that and they just, you know, just let me do my thing and heal how I needed to heal and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So I was, you know, mm -hmm. and I look back and I go, it all happened for a reason, you know, and mm -hmm. I help people now um, because of what I've been through. I, I know I know mm -hmm. what they're going through because I've been through it myself. Yes. You know, and that's why mm -hmm. I do it. I, I do mm -hmm. it because I want others to know that there's a way through all of that and you can be happy and you can yep. be safe yeah. again. You know, and that's that's essentially what you're doing too. It's like almost the first one of the first steps. Here's a phone to get you safe. Yep. Focus on getting safe, and then you've got the you can take one small step at a time and move forward in your life. And yeah. you know, like I said to you, I I that that would have helped me a lot. You know, mm. Um, mm. and at the time I. It just didn't happen to me, you know. But that's okay. Mm. But that's why I wanted to get you on the on the on the show because mm. um, anybody in Queensland that is going through it can go to, like you said, 
a police station or a you, you organization on your website and yeah. just you know yeah. say hey can i have a dv safe phone you know mm -hmm. even if they yeah. learn that that can i have a dv safe phone mm -hmm. and even if they don't know what they're talking about someone else can might know yeah, you know, we get a lot of referrals now from victims asking for safe phones and then the agencies ring us and say, we've been told about your services through a victim. Um, how do we get involved? So, and we're Australia-wide now. So because a lot of phones yeah. are coming up from other states because of my work is in other yeah. states, right? And, that's, and to be honest, that's where a lot of big corporates, they're not in Queensland, head offices aren't in Queensland, they're in other states. So we need to make sure that the phones, they all come up here to get checked, but then we send them back out all across Australia. Um, in fact, South Australia came on quite early in the piece for us. Um, so there's a couple couple agencies in South Australia that reached out saying, can we get involved and collect phones and give you phones? And so, yeah, yeah. So they come on quite early. That's... So um, yeah, Australia-wide. So anyone who needs one uh, just needs to find an agency or go to our website and there's a map there that shows all the agencies that receive our phones now. Um, yeah. The only ones we don't list are safe houses and hospitals. Yeah. Because we yeah. do give phones to hospitals. Um, which is interesting, like, and that, that was a challenge for me because, you know, hospitals are government funded massively, like huge, huge amount of money going to hospitals. But by the time it gets to the nurse who's, who's looking after a victim that's coming with, you know, injuries, severe injuries, but the victim wants to go home because they've got kids and pets and belongings and they, they just can't leave yet. Um, and the poor nurse is saying, oh God, I don't recommend you go home. Look, look, look what's brought you here. But the victims want to go home so the nurses are trying to find ways to get them a method of communication so we get nurses reach out to us saying can we get some phones for our department for these hospitals and at the start i'm like hang on a second they're getting billions of dollars from government to run hospitals why are they coming to me for a phone for free when they're getting funded ridiculous mm -hmm. amounts of money for running a hospital as they should um but by the time it gets down to the nurse, they can't get approval for a you know hundred two hundred dollar yeah. phone. There's no way in hell they're going to be able to get an yeah. iPhone seven, yeah. which are retailing it still at two hundred bucks yeah. a phone. So yeah, so we go. You know what? Yes, we can. We'll send you phones quietly. You know, we won't put we won't list the hospital on our website because a lot of hospitals they don't want the public coming in there anyway. You know, unless you need to be in the yeah. hospital, especially with COVID, they don't want people just turning up to drop phones or try and collect them because it could be bringing. COVID it's 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 just helping that that one victim that you know like you like you said on that mm. press route that press one that I watched you mm. know to slip under her bed mind you mm. my my ex went through everything of mine yep. to find yep. a diary or whatever he, he, they would have they rip everything apart to find it so she's mm. got to be like super careful that he doesn't there are, even there are some very good hiding places the police have told me about i'm not going to talk about them on this call but yeah no that's good that's good places yeah. that police yeah, and, and you do you've got to be creative on that front yeah. um yeah. and and there i i went there has to be a way you know there's got to mm. be a way i yeah. can i can do this or mm. you know yeah. and then it just got to the point where he took off in the car that i'd paid off and i paid the insurance and <laughs> on and i went right i've got he's got everything now so i'm out of here you know yeah, um yeah. that's it was the the, the time yeah. where he wasn't yeah. it got to a point where he was following me to the toilet and stuff like that mm. you know it was yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. and mm. you know that's that's the level that of, of insanity that it obsession that it gets to yes. um yes. and and if the, the the phone can help you escape from that you know getting mm. onto a um dv agency yeah. and setting it all up and going to the cops at some point you know if you can or mm. making that phone call to the cops saying this yep. is where i live i'm not ready yet but domestic violence is happening mm. and just those two phone calls will actually give you the foothold you need to escape mm -hmm. yeah you know yeah. um and yeah. that's what the power of what you're doing can mm. give someone else, you know, it's yeah. pretty special stuff, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, surprised no one's doing it, honestly. Um, like, that's because yeah. you were meant to do it. <laughs> Don't know why it ran on my lap, but that's okay. It's um, yeah. it's working. Like it's as I said. Yeah. You know, I've got, and I've got. Sorry, I just silence that phone. Um, it, it's been interesting actually running this because um, you know, running it from the heart with no plan and like just let's just do it and 
the right people have turned up. Like it's been very surprising. You know, I've had a lady turn up who she's a consultant that you know, I'd like to introduce her that she fixes broken charities. That's what she does. Um, she'll say, no, I'm strategic, you know, strategic advancement. That's what her official title is. But basically she goes into large charities and they quite, quite often have, you know, 20 years of history and finds, you know, oh, why are you doing it this way? You know, times have changed and things have changed. And um, so I met with her. Someone said, you need to talk to this lady before you do, before you set anything up. And I, and I met with her and over a coffee up, up here in Queensland and told her what I was doing. She's like, so what are you going to do with this? I said, well, I'm thinking I'm going to form it as a proper charity because I was just doing it. You know, friends were sending me their phones. I was just putting cables with them, sending back out, just doing it. And I said, and I went to government to say, can you help me? And they went, oh, if you're not a charity, not really. You know, I went to some corporates and said, can you help me? And they're going, well, do we get a tax deduction? I'm like, no. So um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to form this as a charity for a couple of reasons. One is so that people who help me financially can get a tax deduction if they want it, which a lot of the corporates do. But also because I learned that being a charity, everything's out, everything's open and out there. Your finances are public. Um, everything about you is listed on the ACNC website. And the steps to go through to get registered is crazy. So I met with this lady and said, oh, I want to become a charity. And she's like, are you nuts? I'm like, what do you mean? She says, do you realize what's involved? I went, no, not really. And she goes, Ash, we've, we've just entered COVID because this is right at COVID time. She goes, we've just entered COVID, like charities are folding because they, you can't run events anymore. You know, you can't be around each other anymore. Like it's, everyone's wearing masks and isolating. Why are you, you're crazy. Why would you want to start a charity? And I said, look, I don't want to start a charity, but if that's the structure I need to do this well, then that's what we'll do. Yeah. She's like, you're insane. I went, yeah, maybe, but let's do it. So <laughs> I ended up employing her. I said, well, you're a consultant. Can you help me set this thing up? This is what you do, isn't it? She goes, yeah, well, I, yeah, I'll look at charities and help them. I said, okay, well, here's a complete blank canvas. You know, you've got nothing to fix here because nothing exists. So, um, yeah, so I brought her on as a consultant and personally paid for that to get her in to help me build it from the ground up the right way. And it's been an absolute blessing. And then out of yeah. that, um, yeah, so she was amazing turning up and she's still involved now and helps us with all the you know, strategy stuff and the, the, the biggest stuff we talk to corporates about. And then um, I went to this book launch uh, for a charity, uh, for a cancer survivor. And this lady was a naturopath and had helped her, you know, with medicine, but beat cancer through clean eating, but also all the other stuff they do, you know, for cancer survivors. Mm. And, um, and I just got chatting to her. She was the, the naturopath that helped her do it, get, get the, the diet right. And um, she said, oh, I told her what I was doing. She goes, that's amazing. She goes, um, I'd like to get involved in that. And I'm like, Okay, that's interesting. Like, you, you, you know, you're a naturopath by trade. She goes, yeah, but I used to work for Apple in the US for 10 years in head office. I'm like, are you kidding me? She goes, yeah, I love technology. You know, I'm, I'm a good naturopath, but also I love tech. And mm. I'd, I'd happily come in and, and get involved. So she's now in, in the charity with me and, and amazing. So she looks after the operational side and is loving it because she said, wow, you know, I can deal with tech and I can see yeah. that the physical phones are going out there to... Yeah. Really so yeah, we've been very lucky, and I've just brought another lady on who worked for the Branson Foundation overseas, wow. and worked in safe houses in the US, like physically worked inside safe houses helping uh, victims. So she's just again lives on the Sunshine Coast now with her husband and young family, and so now she's come to work for us part time. So I don't know. It's one of these things that you know, if you do the right thing, the right circumstances turn up to help it progress yeah, yeah and yeah. yeah even that commonwealth bank you know sending me the 577 iphones um i put a thank you out on linkedin which was nothing more than a picture of a box with phones saying thank you commonwealth bank this is amazing out of that i've had motorola reach out saying oh do you want our phones we've got we've got some wow. console you can have. um so we've we've had a lot yeah. of organizations now reach out since that post to say well i reached out to you because of that post too <laughs> yeah that, that's it it's um and there was no agenda it was just literally thanking them because that's what yeah. we do we you know people want to help thank you it's great you know we didn't yeah we didn't pay them they didn't pay us so they just gave us their old phones that they were going to yeah. potentially sell like they would have got for what they just sent me I, and i would imagine that donating them that could be a tax write-off or whatever anyway for a no Okay. No, no, we looked into that. So this is yeah, lots yeah. of learnings. Um, so I looked into that when I first started it, but because um, I've already written them off when they bought them new, um, right. 
they're handing to us as uh, it's already been written off. Like they've been there, the phones would have been through the organisation for a few years now, so they've been written down. Yeah. So they can't claim them again, which is interesting. Okay. So they can sell them, and they normally would. They'd sell those phones between sort of eighty and one hundred and twenty each secondhand. So there's about a hundred thousand dollars worth of phones that turned up last week from them, um, yeah. which they could have sold. But they looked at it and went, you know what? Yeah, it's a hundred thousand dollars worth of devices could have sold, but this is so much more important. And you know, it is yeah. like that, 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 you know, they, they make good profit. They do well. They're like, we're not really going to miss a hundred thousand if we can save 577 yeah. victims or 577 yeah. victims. Yeah. So it's beautiful yeah. to see the circular economy happening where there is absolutely zero benefit for them apart from them doing good. And in fact, yeah. they've sent me a total of 1300 phones. So that was just the recent wow. And all the ones before that, because I'm saying to them, you know, do, we, do you want to do some PR with us around this to tell them? And they're like, no, nah, don't worry about it. It's all good. Um, yeah. So they're not doing it for any recognition. They're just doing it because they're like, no, nah, this is great. And, that's, that's, good. Mm. and that in itself will give them recognition. Yeah, totally. Mm. Well, that, like I said, that post that, that I put out, I think it's reached 500,000 people now. Um, wow. Through just that one post I did to thank them. Um, so yeah. and I love that. I love the fact that anyone getting involved, is finding a way it's benefiting them but it's not that direct they're not doing it for that so yeah. a company called king it um they run a bunch of iphone or computer repair stores up here on the in queensland and i know the owner and when i first launched this i thought how am i going to get phones like i don't want people turning up to my house with phones because then the word might spread that there's this guy lives on the sunshine coast with a lot of phones in his house you know so I rang this this friend of mine who runs these phone repair and computer repair stores and said, mate, um, you got at the time six stores around Queensland. Are you open through COVID? He said, yeah, we're, we're classes and essential service because we fix computers and phones that people need for their jobs. He said, we're open. I said, look, I'm going to launch this thing. I'm going to collect phones. Would you mind if people drop phones to your stores if you're open? He said, oh, yeah, totally. He said, what, what are you doing? I told him what it was about. He said, oh, that's, that's pretty good. He said, um, well, you know, we repair phones too, right? And I said, yeah. He said, well, mate, if they drop them in here and we're quiet, we'll check the phones for you. We'll charge them up and make sure, you know, test them and, you know, separate them. So working ones, not working ones for you. He said, we've got spare iPhone 5 screens. No one gets iPhone 5s repaired anymore. So, you know, if we could fix some of them. So they fix a whole lot of iPhone 5 screens for us for nothing. So, but the beautiful thing out of that was he said to me a while ago, this has been the best marketing plan we've ever run. And it's not a marketing plan. I go, what do you mean? He said, well, you're sending people into my stores who are generous, nice people to give us phones for you. They're not trying to sell them, they're giving them to us. So they've got disposable income, obviously, because they're not trying to hock a phone for 50 or hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. And he said, they walk in our stores and go, oh, do you fix computers and do virus protection? Oh, can we bring our computer back and can you sort that out for us? So. He said, mate, yeah. you're driving our ideal customer into our stores. And I said, <laughs> I love that. I love it. It's good. You know, it's he got involved for the right reasons. And if he's benefiting with people yeah. coming back because he's a trusted brand because of what he's doing, that yeah. last, then fantastic. Yeah, that's that's wonderful, isn't it? That's yeah. just wonderful. Yeah. Mm. And it's just just an all-round really lovely, you know, makes you a happy story, really, isn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, and then what, and I think people want to help DV, but they don't know how, and that's one way they can. Yeah, that's yeah. one way they can without getting super involved. Mm. I'm not going to. I like I've I've got an iPhone 11 in my in my drawer that mm. I've got a smash screen, and I was thinking, oh, well, did you want to take that? Is mm. that something that you would accept, or do you want me to get the screen fixed, or you know, like if the it, screen was fixed, that would be even better because we could literally test it and give it away. But if the yeah. screen's cracked, then um, King IT help us. They they let us order through their ordering for screens that they bring in from overseas anyway. So they yeah. let us jump on the back of all their orders. So I was buying iPhone cables originally um, through eBay in Australia. Right. So I was paying you know five, seven, ten dollars for a cable, and then um, they said, "Well, we can jump on the back of our orders if you like." And um, but I have to order big quantities. <laughs> so that's my challenge is I kind of yeah. save up, you know, through donations coming in, I kind of let the balance go up and then I go, right, let's get, I think we've just ordered yeah. 1,500 cables now. Um, yeah. So, you know, big chunks of money go out, but yeah. I can get a better price if I order quantity from their suppliers. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but th that's the challenge is, is finding ways to you know, have dollars coming in that we can continue to buy cables and SIM cards yeah. that we send out. So, yeah. yeah. That's good. wonderful. Mm. That's, that's so good. So I'll, I'll put a link on, <clears throat> I'll share this on my Facebook group. And um, and I've got a business page on Facebook group you know, on Facebook too, so I'll share your link with that for anyone that's in Australia going through or thinking of getting a new phone, mm. and um, get your name out yeah. that way too. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Thank you. And as I said, if anyone out there needs phones, go to your local agency, ask them yeah. for a DB Safe phone. If they don't know what that is, just tell them to look us up and. Um, and we'll check the registered agency and as long as we've got stock and we do right now um then we'll package up phones and send them to them uh, excellent and, and get them thank stocked you up so and, much yeah 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 yep. no sorry i cut you off what did you say yeah i was gonna say we'll, we'll get them phones and, and make sure they've got enough stock and then um yeah we find they'll reach out to their community and try and collect phones for us as well that come back the other way so yeah yeah, yeah. it's Good like you said it's very phone. circular mm. and reciprocal isn't it and that's yeah. That's the and anything we can't it. use, we send through Mobile Muster, which is they're the drop off. They've got yep. boxes at lots of, um, I think Office Works even have them now. So if they're done phones, we just, if we if they're beyond repair, then we just put them in a box and ring up Mobile Muster and they come and get them. Um, we don't get paid yep. for that. They don't charge us for it. It's a free service, but at least we know the phones get, you know, recycled the right way. Um, yeah. So we don't stick them in a hopper or anything like that. So yeah. 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 So. You know, we know there's probably a lot of phones going out that way that are perfectly good, unfortunately. So yeah. we're trying to see if there's a way we can get in the middle of all that and yeah. pick out the phones that could be. I suppose that's, that's also yeah. a, a matter of, you know, getting onto Telstra and Vodafone and, you know, all the brands. And yeah, we, then... we've tried, to be honest, I, I tried that uh, with the two big ones and very surprisingly, they both went, no, not our thing. I'm like, really? So, because I, I I know that the seeing King IT's benefit, right, where people are coming into the stores who have disposable income and want to drop off their old phone. Imagine if they walk into a one of the big carrier stores to drop a phone in, then they could say, what are you doing? Do you need a new plan? Do you need a new phone? What, you know, how can we help you here? So they could mm. easily get a new customer out of that. But um, surprisingly, uh, They've both said at this stage, um, no, nah, it's not our thing. I'm like, all right, well, it's not going to stop me. Um, you got to do no, what you do. But... No. <laughs> so, um, yeah. interesting. Maybe, maybe in time they will. As I said, um, LD have been amazing. So, we provide uh, LD SIMs with every phone that goes out because LD is the only carrier in Australia that will do a low cost prepaid phone SIM card that will last for a year with credit. So, the $5 ones, they'll last for a whole year. Whereas all the others, you know, the $30 or $15 prepaid SIMs, they only last for a month. Oh, which okay. Is kind of useless. If you're going to put $30 or $15 on a SIM card and put it in a victim's cupboard, they might not need that phone for a month. So the worst thing would be that the credits expired when they go to use it, right? So yeah. LD is the only one that does at the moment a $5 prepaid SIM that lasts for a year. Yeah. So and and when you're talking about it planning a safe escape yes. and you've got that. The, the the victims got that phone mm. you know they need that time they you do. know they really do so um but has been amazing I went to them and and I got funding I, I got I applied for three grants and we got them all so I had thirteen thousand dollars worth of money to buy sim cards and you have to spend the whole amount on a grant obviously so I went to Aldi and said I'd like to buy thirteen thousand dollars worth of sim cards please and they're like who the hell are you? What are you going to do with those? <laughs> so once I'd explained it to them, um, they offered me a discount. And I said, that, that's, thank you. It's amazing. But I, I don't need or want a discount because I've got to remit the grants for the exact amount that I've been given. So thank you, but I need to give you all 13000 So then they came back and said, you know what? We'll triple the order. Wow. <laughs> so they sent boxes of SIM cards to us. So was so amazing. And we've just used all them actually. So now... Um, I've just ordered another bunch from them, which they're willing to continue to provide, not triple, but more than what we order on an ongoing basis. So they've been amazing. And, and again... Oh, and, actually, and to hear that level of generosity is just yeah. heartwarming. It's just yeah. so lovely. Yeah. And, and hopefully for them, because these phones will be activated, obviously, and possibly become victims, you know, the, the survivors 
new life. So there's a new phone number, mm. new SIM, new phone, so they can get rid of the old thing if they're being tracked or monitored or harassed. So this is part of their new life. So hopefully, Feraldi, you know, these phones are being activated and used yeah. ongoing afterwards. So they become That's Aldi right. customers. And good on them. Great. I'm happy with that. Good on Aldi. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's again <laughs> part of a, everyone getting involved benefits. It's great. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, and and like you said, you know, one thing I've I've taken from the conversation we're having is that generosity of you know big organisations that don't have to be, yes. you know, and then yes. there's no benefit of them to them, but they are doing it because you know mm. it's one way they can help, you know, in the background, mm. you know, of helping you yeah. know domestic yeah. violence, you know, victims get out and start a new life. Yeah. Uh, that's it, it, it does come down to the person with a heart, though, I must say. Like, there's some big yeah. organisations I've spoken to who are like, no, nah, not our thing. I'm like, really? Mm. Yet there's mm. other ones who, you know, the person just happens to be the right person, the right position in the company who actually cares and goes, wow, you know what, this is, we don't really need to do much here. We don't need to make any changes in the organisation. I think we can just do this, get involved. And, yeah. and local council here, um, they gave me a hundred of their old phones that they were cycling out that they normally would have sold. So they, yeah. you know, the person that heard about it, loved it and said, oh, wow, let's make this happen. But they had to go through a whole lot of internal changes to yeah. the way they would sell their old devices originally. And I don't know where that money yeah. would go, but they had to say, sorry, you're not getting that money this year, guys. Yeah, the internal part. Yeah. Um, we're giving yeah. the phones away instead. So um, it, it definitely comes down to, I'm realising it's the, the people that care, uh, they'll come to us and they'll want to get involved and it's a very easy, simple conversation. Um, yeah. Whereas some corporations that I've approached myself, who I think, you know, they, they say on their website they care, but uh, when it really comes down to it, they're just ticking a box. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. Don't care. yeah. So I just, yeah. I'll try, I'll go to an organisation. If they say no, I don't, I don't like, all right, you had a chance. Um, next next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just go to the next one. Right? Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, what you're doing is working. So, you know, and there's the, the, the more people know about it, yeah. the more, um, you know, those bigger organisations, not necessarily the ones we've spoken about, but, mm. you know, other organisations, you know, that we've never heard about will get on, you know. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and ones yeah. that you would never dream that would get on, you yeah. know. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of how it really works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and thank, thank you for you. your time. So I really appreciate it. It's really nice. Oh, you're yeah. welcome. You're welcome. Um, yeah, it's, it's, and, and that's, it's kind of happened to me. I said to a, the people in my group, oh, I'd like, I want to do a survivor series on my mm. podcast. And a lot of them are so traumatized. They want to talk about it. Mm. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I'm, I'm launching my healing program in a couple of weeks and I just all of a sudden people have popped up and I've said, I've got a podcast, would you be a guest? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm going, oh, cool, this is all lining up really well. So, you know, it's kind of happening like that for me yeah, in, nice. in a different way as well. So, yeah. yeah, I haven't quite gone down the charity road. I am thinking of it, but. Yeah. Mm. It's a lot of work. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need a yeah. board. You'll need a constitution. You'll need um, a chairman or chairperson. Um, for for this industry, domestic violence, you're in the harm prevention category, so you'll need four ministers to sign it off. Um, yeah. So to be honest, if I knew what I was getting into two years ago, <laughs> I don't know if I would. Yeah. Um, yeah. I gone, well. How on earth can that work? Like, how how will I be able to survive and and manage this thing and and find the right people? But now where we're at, it's I just took it a yeah. How do you need an elephant? A bite at a time. Like just just yeah, just a little, that's right. Yeah, just, a, just every day, every week. Just there's another little thing that all right, we can we can get through that little part. Yeah. And now we're on to the next bit. So. Um, yeah, I think I read that on on the ATO website, and I went, "Oh, that's a bit much at the moment. I'll wait until I'm yeah. you know, a bit further along the track, and then I'll yeah, revisit it." Yeah, so the ATO it. with harm preventions with this category, uh, the ATO approve the DGR status for most charities, but harm preventions they don't. Right. So they they get it and they go, "Ooh, that's not us because harm preventions." 
and they hand it off to the ministers. So right. this is even above the ATOs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, even what I read on the ATO, I went, oh, that's a lot of work. It you is. Know, it is a lot of work. And then you've, you've got to have board. You've got to have board meetings. Um, yep. You'll need uh, annual reports. You need audited annual reports, depending on turnover. So, yeah. but I, I, coming from the corporate side, I agree. I can see why they've done it. Obviously, there's been in the yep. past charities that have done the wrong thing. So they've just had to, yeah, keep You've adding, got to have those adding things in there to keep people yeah. accountable and, and honest. So I, I actually quite agree with it. And to be honest, I use the ACNC site a lot. So if a charity reaches out to me, I'll look them up straight away and just say, right, are they are they registered? Um, yeah. And then I can see their finances for the last financial year straight up. So I can see yeah. how big they are, who they've got, how they do what they do. So I I kind of agree. I, I think it's actually a good thing to have because we've been traced. Um, transparent the right yeah. then this is you know yes you can put stuff on your own website but that's not really uh, anyone can put anything on a website right so yeah the ACNC stuff it's good you know I've, I've got to keep that up to date with you know directors and, and board members and movements and yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's good I think it's good um, yeah yeah, yeah. My, my I, I think he doesn't agree when I sit with him and go mate <laughs> we got to finish the accounts so we've, we've literally just finished our accounts now where what 25 days into the new financial year and I said I, I need I want the accounts done in the first month after financially so like, you got till December to do this I'm like yeah I know that but we let's let's get it done now and lodged and audited so that everyone can see the year we just had and yeah. you know there's no questions there's no yeah, yeah. Uh, I just know my other business we deal with reputation management so I know that yeah. rumors can happen very easily online and people can make rumors which somehow become true because someone said it so yeah. you know i'm now I heard it on facebook <laughs> yeah exactly. and and i was aware when i started this geez you know, I, you know my own reputation i can manage but running a charity you've now i've got you know six board members uh yeah. i'm now responsible for their reputation too and they're all successful people in their own rights they run their own businesses so they've taken a risk jumping on this with me that you know, their reputation you know, could be could be at stake too. So for me, it's about making sure that this is done cleanly and well and open and everyone's reputation remains intact. And anyone who yeah. deals with it, I want to make sure their reputation, you know, is, is well and truly protected. And, you know, like I said, hopefully enhanced as well if it's a corporate involved. Like, as I said, CBA have seen a really nice response to them. Yeah. Last week, so that's great. That's right, yeah. So it's worked worked out well. I think maybe your previous experience in business might have helped as well, or your corporate. Yeah, you know, dealing. Yeah, it's yeah. been a, a benefit to you. Yeah. Well, yeah. we might finish off, and I thank you very much for coming on, and it's been a pleasure meeting you. And you maybe we can check back in a year's time to see how everything's going as well. Yeah. And seeing, definitely. you know, what's. Mm -hmm what's happening with the organisation. Absolutely. So what's your website and your social media? Um, my social media is Barefoot Warrior Coaching mm -hmm. um, and I have a private group because a lot of, like you've said, there's a lot of stalking involved. Mm. Uh, there's about 500 members now uh, where they've been made homeless or they've got, you know, they've been trying to get rid of their ex for like eight years but mm. children are involved and yeah. they, they struggle to move forward um and i focus mainly on healing and realizing that helping them realize that they're they're worth and that they're mm. enough just as they are yep. that they're lovable uh mm. and to recognize and to start developing self-awareness yep. around what yep. their needs are because a lot mm. of the time with survivors, um, I I realised I was a chronic people pleaser and I mm. didn't tend to mm. my own needs because my own needs didn't matter. And as yeah. a result, I would, you know, get resentful and stuff like that. Mm. So having awareness around what my own needs were um, and then acknowledging our emotions because I left and I was completely numb. I, yeah. You know, yeah. you can say, oh, yeah, I'm angry but or I'm sad or, you know, um, joy what's joy you know acknowledging mm. how you feel um yeah. and then through all of those five things people develop boundaries mm -hmm. um and the boundaries 
actually with all of those six things, you see those abusive people coming a mile off and you go, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they only got to say three or four sentences and it's like, yeah, I, mm -hmm. I'm not interested in even conversing with you. Yeah. Even online, yeah. I and and previously I would walk straight into people like that, mm. and and com completely ignore red flags. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know it's okay. You know I'll be right. You know. Mm. Uh, whereas now it's like no, I won't be right. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I deserve. I have a right to protect myself. Mm. Um, I did a a course at the women's centre here in Wollongong, and um. It was about nine weeks, and at the end of it, we were given 24. It was a personal bill of rights, and it had 24 things I have a personally have a right to. Mm -hmm. And every one I went, oh, my God, yes. You know, mm -hmm. I resonated with so many of them, you know, mm -hmm. because when you're in domestic violence, the opposite of those 24 things happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I just want to encourage people to, you know, realise that they're worth and that they have a right to be happy and not attract toxic people into their life. Yes. Mm. Um, that they have a right to have a peaceful relationship. You know, I yeah. grew up with a mother and father that screamed at each other on a regular basis. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I can't stand confrontation as a result of that. And mm. a lot of my siblings, I'm one of five, most of us are like that. We don't like confrontation at all mm. uh, and don't cope with it. So I thought, well, yeah. if I want a new relationship, I'm going to have to have a relationship where we talk through our issues. Mm. So yeah, I had to become that. aware mm. of what I wanted in my future relationship. And mm. I'm engaged to a beautiful woman now, you know, and that's exactly what we do. We yeah. both don't like mm. confrontation and we both have been very deliberate with how we do our relationship, which is talking mm. through our issues yeah. with respect um, and vulnerability and having mm. a safe space for both of us to say, this is how I feel, yeah, you nice. know, and, yeah. and not attack each other, you know. Mm. So it's, it's and, and there's things that crop up all the time, you know, with post-traumatic stress and stuff like that. But mm. um, you, you just, you've, I've learned to look after myself enough that yeah. I can cope yeah. with it now. You know, yeah. so yeah, that's that's my life's mission to help people. Mm. Um, you know, I sent I sent something to a survivor. Uh, it took about three weeks to get to Adelaide, but um, it was just a she had a pet that had passed away, and she was deeply attached to this pet. And I said, look, I'm going to send something to you um, because I think it will help. You know, so not talking about the trauma. So mm. I want you to do, you can print out photos and stuff like that and put that in and make a journal of your pet and how you yeah. felt about your pet and mm. um, really honouring that grief. Uh, and then I also, in my own healing, had, uh, it, was a, it was a Play-Doh of sorts um, mm. and it had essential oils in it. Oh, yeah. And for anxiety and I'd go to the counsellor and I'd constantly play with it. Um, mm. So I sent her down some Play-Doh um, mm. to do that because she was highly anxious. Mm. And I just said, yeah. this, this yeah. is why I've done it. And when you have come into my life, I've gone, maybe I could do that as a charity, you know, have yeah. have a diary and it's not focusing on what you've been through. You can use it for whatever you want. But, you know, I have all of these mm. things going through my head and all the old yeah. If the, if the opportunity crops up, then, you know, yeah. I've got ideas there of what to do. Mm. Um, yeah, because a lot of the time people lose their pets. I had to surrender a 15-year-old pet and I don't mm. think I'm over it even now. Um, yeah. That's not how I wanted to be separated from him. You know, I wanted mm. to be there right to the very end. But your yeah. circumstance is your circumstance. And I know that it, RSPCA had something, but I thought I don't want to be in debt. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah, want to be in debt. Yeah. You know, it's what, 20, 30 bucks a day. And if mm. I'm in the backpackers for three months, that's yeah. a lot of money. You know, I, I don't yeah. have that money. I'm only on New Start. Like mm. that's barely enough to survive. Yeah. So then I've got to go into a new job paying off a debt because mm. of what's happened. And I, yeah. you know, I ended up surrendering on him, unfortunately. Yeah. But 
you know, that's a knock-on effect of being in this situation, you know, um, and dealing with those emotions and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's um, that's I'm I'm just devoted to helping people and you know, talking to people like you, putting the the episode on my podcast, and if it helps three people get in touch yeah. with you, then that's three people that you yeah, know exactly. yeah. I've helped. You know, and that's. Yeah. Mm, it's a small good. way I can help too. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll jump on socials and I'll find your page and I'll like it and share it across. Oh, and, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ash. I deeply yeah. appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Well, it's great to yep. speak with you today. It's Thank great you. to speak to you too. Uh, yeah, right. we'll talk again in a year or two. Sounds great. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Ash. Thanks, Bye. Bye.